are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Well, I'm glad to be with you all tonight, and this is my first time at this service, and I want to tell you, uh, it's going to be a memory in my life for years and years and years to come. Uh, Is my hair in place? I want you to take your Bible tonight, let's jump right in. Look at 1 Samuel chapter number 17, 1 Samuel chapter number 17, and I want to read you a familiar story, and there's going to be a couple of stories tonight that'll be familiar to you, but I want to get you, uh, if you would, to think about something with me tonight. 1 Samuel 17, uh, David is just about ready to go up against Goliath, and notice verse number 32. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Notice what Saul says in verse 33. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to owe up against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock and I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth and when he was rose again, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Isn't it so good tonight that uh, David did not look at his situation through the eyes of Saul? Saul said, you can't. You're too young. You're facing somebody more experienced than you are and bigger than you are. And David said, you don't know what God has done with me. You don't know how God has used me to protect the sheep. And David wasn't boasting. He just said, I've got some experience that you don't know about. May I say to you tonight that uh, we, we can't not listen to others telling us what we can and cannot do. I want to say it again. We have to be careful about not listening to others to tell us what we can and cannot do. We look at our experience of what God has done with us and for us in the past. And we go forward in the future thinking about that experience. Even though we may go into a situation where those that may be in power would be against us a little bit and a little bit more hostile, may I say that our God is still bigger than Goliath. And take your Bible, if you would, and look at Nehemiah chapter number four and watch the sequence, if you would, that that we're speaking about tonight. Nehemiah chapter number four. Nehemiah was sent on a task. And in Nehemiah chapter number four, verse number one, it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren, the army of Samaria, and said, what do these feeble Jews. 
Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make them an end of a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? By the way, they would. But you know what he's saying? How are they going to take the stones with all this rubbish? And how are they going to rebuild? Now, Tobiah the Ammonite was by him. And he said, even if that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. What was Nehemiah's response? Look at verse 6. So built we the wall. So built we the wall. So let's bring the buckets up again. Let's build a wall like we always do in front of the pulpit with the buckets again. The idea, brethren, is we don't listen to Sanballat and Tobiah. We don't listen to Saul. We listen to the Lord our God through the Holy Spirit of God. And may I say to you tonight that Nehemiah, so built we the wall. We cannot look through the eyes of somebody else of what God has us to do. We can't look through the eyes, if you would, of the lost of what God would have us to do. We can't look through the eyes, if you would, of government for what God would have us to do. We don't expect them to understand what God would have us to do. Uh, we're not in anarchy. We're not in rebellion. But we need to do what God would have us to do. And what we're seeing here tonight, if you would, is that Nehemiah so built we the wall. Nehemiah again in chapter number 6. Stay right with me. You're doing well tonight. Chapter 6, if you would, and verse number 1, look at it if you would, chapter 6 of Nehemiah. Now it came to pass when Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall, and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors of the gates, that Sambalot and Geshem said unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some uh, one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Brethren, Sambalot, Tobiah, Geshem thought they were important. They thought they were in control. But when they called for Nehemiah, Nehemiah said, what I'm doing is too important. I'm doing something for God that he has me to do, and you may not see it as very important, but I see it as a great work. And I don't have time to come down into your mischief. I've got to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. May I remind you that Saul said to David, you can't go out and fight him. We don't look at it through the eyes of Saul. We don't look at it through the eyes of Geshem and Sanballat and Tobiah. We look at it through the book. May I remind you tonight, don't get so caught up in the news and the media that you don't stay in your book because the book is always right. And the book tells us what we should do. And with everything's going on and all the election results and how it all came about and who's in charge now, the book hasn't changed. We still have our work to do from the Bible and from the Word of God. And may I remind you that if you get caught too much up and all the things that are going on that are negative, it'll lose focus on what you should be doing. And I'm glad that I'm at a church that's still focused doing what God would have them to do. Are you still with me tonight? I want you to look one more place at 2 Kings. 
2 Kings chapter number 18, you're doing well tonight. 2 Kings chapter number 18. And Sennacherib, if you would, the, the king of Assyria has sent his spokesman, Rabshakeh. And Rabshakeh is going to talk to the Jewish people there and he's going to speak to them in the Jewish language. And he's going to challenge them and he's going to say about his king, Sennacherib, he's going to say, verse number 33, 2 Kings, verse number 33, hath any of the little g-gods of nations delivered at all this land out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Shephavarim and Hena and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of mine hand? He's challenging them. Who are the, they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of mine hand? He's challenging not the Jewish people, but he's challenging God. And he says, how, how is it that the Lord will deliver you? But verse 36, the people held their peace. Discipline. They held their peace. They answered him not a word for the king's commandment was saying, answer him not. What was the result? It's down in chapter number 19. Look in chapter number 19, verse number six. Isaiah comes on the scene and God speaks through Isaiah. And here's what God says. Thus shall he say to your master, thus saith the Lord, be not afraid. Be not afraid of the words which thou have heard that which the servants of King Assyria has blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him and he shall hear a rumor and shall return to his own land and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Whatever you do, I want to remind you that if they're spaying things about our God and what we're doing, you don't blaspheme God and get away with it. God had his own way of taking care of the situation and they didn't have to do anything but hold their peace. And they were disciplined and they didn't say anything. <coughs> and God said, don't be afraid of their words. I'll send a rumor. I'll send a blast. And I'm going to take that proud king back to his land and when he's back there, I'll do away from him with him. May I say to you, we still have a God that does miraculous things and we're not, we're not threatening anybody. We don't have to threaten anybody. We hold our peace and let God be God. In the first verses, you know what he was saying if you read your Bible carefully, it all said small g gods. All those different countries, they're small g gods. But when you get into our God, he's called the capital L Lord. He's the Lord of all Lord. He's the King of all kings. And may I say, sometimes all we need to do is hold our peace, keep going towards what we need to do. Please listen to me and let God be God and do what he wants to do. We don't have to retaliate. We just need to stay at the work. We don't need to go down to the plains of Ono and get into their mischief. We need to stay on the wall. We need to keep going after the Goliath. And we don't want to see it through the eyes of people that can't see what we see. Are you with me tonight? You ought to be happy as can be that 16 million has turned into 3.99. And that you have a pastor that has a vision. And I remember him talking to me about this decades ago, about he wanted to reduce the debt. 
and God's been doing that and doing that, and now there's a goal, and may I say to you, once that goal is accomplished, then the liquidity of what you're going to be able to do to push forward is going to be fantastic, and it's an example to the rest of us. And by the way, don't think we are not learning and watching and observing in a very positive manner. This is inspiring to me. It should be inspiring to a lot of pastors. And there's pastors still listening tonight at different countries. I know pastors over in Nova Scotia tonight, over in the Maritimes tonight, that are watching this broadcast. They do all the time. Pastors look. Pastors watch. Not, not to be judgmental, but to be inspired. I mean that with all my heart. I want you to take your Bible and look at Acts chapter 5. You say, how many more scriptures? We'll go till we're done. Amen. Almost there. Acts chapter number 5. Acts chapter number 5. And the idea is we need to look at it through the eyes of the Holy Ghost. Not through the eyes of those that don't believe. We don't need to retaliate. We just need sometimes to hold our peace and just keep doing the work. Look at Acts chapter 5. And you know this well. Look at verse 40. Verse number 40. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they beat them. I haven't been beaten yet. Come on, I haven't been, I haven't been whipped yet. But they beat them. They whipped them. They left scars on them. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and let them go. Watch their attitude. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer, suffer shame for his name. And then it says this, and daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus. They beat them, they commanded them, stop speaking in the name of Jesus. That's what the council did. And they thought, wow, what a privilege. And daily in the temple and daily in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, when they say don't, it stirs us up. When they say you can, it stirs us up. We're not trying to be disobedience to civil authority at all. It just stirs us up. And we get innovative. You say, what do you mean? God gives us witty inventions. Come on, is that right? He figures out a way to make this parking lot into a stadium. I remember when you bought this building, we never knew that this would go on out here like this. If I would have said, hey, you can't wait to see what God's going to do out in this parking lot and that parking lot and that building over there, it's going to turn into a nighttime camp meeting. God knew all the way along though. God, God foresaw and, and saw the spirit of the people that would be here during this time. And may I say, when Saul went in and wreaked havoc, they went out and continued to preach. I have one more place I want you to turn. It's over in Numbers chapter 13. Stay with me. Numbers chapter 13. Everybody still all right? The message, is, the message is five minutes away from being done. Numbers chapter number 13. What I'm saying to you tonight is we cannot look through the eyes of those that say we can't. We, we, we must look through the eyes of the one that's guided and directed us and still accomplished all these years. 
and we are now in that, that place of, of Hebrews chapter 11 where by faith they did this and by faith they did that and by faith they did this. And it's the same God that gave them their faith that gives us our faith. Hebrews, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Numbers chapter number 13. You remember the spies came back and they had viewed the land. You know that 10 of them came back and they said we're not able and two of them said we're well able. Stay with me. Look at Numbers chapter 13 and look what it says in verse 33. We'll close with these two scriptures. Verse 33. Numbers chapter 13 verse 33 and we saw. And there we saw the giants. The sons of Anak which were come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Last statement, we are not to look through the eyes of the giants at ourselves. They had no idea what the giants were thinking. That came from their own mind. They looked at those walled cities. They looked at the stature of those men and they thought they must view us as just grasshoppers. Whatever you do, don't look at yourself as you think somebody else is looking at you. Don't conjure that up in your mind. Don't, don't, don't say we're not able because they're bigger than we are and they're stronger and they're more powerful and, and they have this on their side. Please don't do that. Because two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back and said, we're well able. We're well able. <laughs> don't you remember what God did to the Egyptian army? We're well able. And I want to read you this last passage in Joshua chapter 2. Years later, that next generation coming up, Rahab told them, and she said unto the men, Joshua chapter 2, verse 9, she said this, and she was part of Jericho where the giants were. One of the places they walked by and saw the walled cities was Jericho. And Rahab was inside of Jericho, and she says, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. And that your terror has fallen upon us. Remember God said, I'll send my fear in front of you. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. When you came out of Egypt and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Brethren, these were the giants that the spies, the ten spies said, they're thinking of us as grasshoppers. Brethren, who are the grasshoppers now? Who are the grasshoppers when God brought them in? Where's their courage when God brought them in? God took away their courage and God melted, if you would, their, their ability to think they could even do it. And Rahab said, your God that took care of the Egyptians and took care of the Amorites and took care of Sihon and took care of Og, your God is the God in heaven above and in earth beneath. What I'm saying to you is this next generation needs to see an example. 
these young men and young ladies up here need to see the example. They'll be talking about this years from now. I remember when I was a young boy and we had the buckets and beyond out on the parking lot. They're the next generation. And they need to see the church going forward. And pastor's desire is to leave them with a church that's debt free. With more buildings. With more land. With more property. With more vision with more ministries. I'm glad we're not listening to Saul, David. I'm glad we're not listening to Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, Nehemiah. I'm glad we're not listening to Rabshakeh and Sennacherib, Jewish people holding your peace. I'm glad we're not stifled by the council who said you can't go out and preach and teach Jesus anymore. I'm glad we're not listening to ten spies who came back without faith. Whatever you do, don't listen to negative Christians. I'll say it again. Whatever you do, don't listen to negative Christians because they'll come within and say it's not right, you can't do it, we're not able. But I want to tell you, we need Joshua's and Caleb's that says we're well able. We're well able. My God, your God, our God, the God of heaven and the God of earth is taking care of what's going on in your church. He's getting glory. He got glory tonight. If somebody's watching and going to put some news media out about this tonight, may I say, don't even read it. Don't go down to the plains of Ono and let them fill your minds with mischief. They're just humans. Pray for their salvation. That, that would have been some of, us, some of us years ago. We would have had a negative outlook on something like this. But now that we're saved, we're on the right side. We're on the winning side. And we can enjoy this tonight. I just want to tell you, it's a joy to be able to be up here. And, and I need one of these at my church. What do you mean? A tower. I don't care if anybody's out there at night. Just build me a tower to preach from, amen? No, we're, we're able to be inside down where we're at, but I want to tell you, your example as a church, your good spirit, your good attitude, your, your innovations, uh, bringing everything out, ordering it the way you have, still holding pastor's conference coming up, turning it into a camp meeting, encouraging people, having good preaching up here, I want to tell you, it's going to go a long ways to affect so many in a wonderful way. And we ought to turn around and thank God tonight. I mean, worship Him a little bit going out of here tonight. And don't you dare take for granted what you have here. Don't you dare. Don't you dare take for granted what you have here. And don't you dare be one of those ten spies coming back saying we're not able. Let's not see it through the eyes of the giants. 
Let's not see it through the eyes of Saul. Let's not see it through the eyes of Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. Let's not see it through Rabshakeh and his eyes. Let's not see it through the eyes of the council in Acts chapter number 5. Let's keep seeing it through the eyes of our Creator, our loving Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, because the church continues to go forward. It's for His honor and His glory. And may I say this, if you're out there tonight and you've been assigned to watch and you haven't been saved yet, you've been, a watch, you've been assigned to watch and editorialize or comment and you're not saved yet, maybe they've asked you to watch this, but really it's God telling you to watch this. And Jesus Christ still saves to the uttermost. You can call upon his name tonight. He'll, he'll, he'll bring you into the frame of mind that you need in humility to call upon his name and you can receive salvation tonight. And that would be worth everything if your name was written down in the Lamb's book of life. It'd be more important than your editorial comments. If your name's written down in the Lamb's book of life tonight, we would rejoice. And you'd see what we're doing in a completely different way in a completely different light. And we would rejoice with your salvation tonight. If you've not received Christ as Savior tonight, please allow the Holy Ghost to draw you to himself, quicken you, enlighten you, enliven you, and give you a completely different viewpoint of what God is allowing to happen here tonight. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.